You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Dat. Today we are talking Braves baseball, and we bring in our Braves reporter for MLB.com, Mark Bowman, who is down in snowy Atlanta today. Mark, uh, Braves relievers, Rodas Vizcaino and Dan Winkler, avoided an arbitration hearing, which is good, but it appears that Mike Faltinevich will have his 2018 salary determined by that ARB panel. What's the latest here? Well, that is that is exactly the case. Uh, they had the, went into the final day last uh, last week with three unsigned ARB guys and were able to get those deals with Winkler and Viz done. But, uh, you know, the, the thing about Fulton Evich, the fans are going to look and say, how can you not reach an agreement when you're only $100,000 apart? Um, you know, when they stopped talking on Friday, they, they weren't $100,000 apart. You know, you, you've got the player asking for a certain figure, the team offering a certain figure, and you know, it, it kind of baffles me as well as to why the team and the players don't give a better sense of exactly what they're going to turn into the league. You know, their their uh, arbitration figures um, because you, you you don't really want to go through a hearing. Nobody ever wants to go through a hearing. Um, but you know, let's get back to what I was saying. When when they stop talking, I don't think that the the team knew that, that Mike was going to file at 2.3. At the same time, you know, Mike and his agents didn't know the file. The team was going to file at 2.2. And you know, this now you got to you got to go through this process. The player never wants to hear, you know, the team uh, point out why they don't want to pay him a certain figure, and the, and the team doesn't necessarily want to do that with a player with another player. But at the same time, as a file and trial team, you know, the Braves have to stick with their policy. Uh, you don't want to show weakness uh, for the future, and so that they are going to have to go through with this this hearing. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know at the end of the day, uh, just the arbitration process is going to uh, cost a a decent portion of the hundred thousand dollars that separates the two parties. Um, so it's a it's an unfortunate development, but at the same time, you know, I, I think one thing it has remembered is be remembered is. You know the Braves have to go through with this because in the future it, it, they want to make sure that, that you know other players and agents realize that they're sticking with their file and trial policy. If they don't reach an agreement by the time the figures are exchanged, their plan is to go to the hearing. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I know I've talked to a lot of GMs and it's never a good thing for players to have to sit there and hear you know the worst of of what they've done in the past for why they shouldn't be paid the amount that they believe that they are owed. So um, hopefully that gets cleared up here in the next couple of weeks. Let's talk about some positive news for the Braves. They land three players on the top ten lefty prospects list. It's a lot for this Braves fan base to look forward to, huh? No, no doubt, no doubt. You know, I was the story I wrote for uh, today when the, the listing came out, you know, with Luis Cajara at number four and Kobe Allard at seven and Max Free at number 10, I pointed out, you know, just two years ago, you went through a, uh, throughout the 2015-16 season, they had a total of 34 starts by left-handed pitchers. Uh, 20 of those were made by Alex Wood, who was 
was traded in July of 2015 or near the end of July 2015. So, um, you know, there was, let's put it this way, that trend will not continue over the next few years. And we saw it end last summer because uh, Sean Newcomb, uh, when it, obviously he made 19 starts last year. He, he's probably going to be in the rotation. Uh, Gohara came up there in September. Max Freak got four starts in September. So, um, you know, if we're looking ahead, you know, at the, the rotation, Gohara and, and Newcomb, I'm, I'm guessing are going to be there uh, at the start of the season. You start looking at where Allard may go. Last year he, he skipped the Class A advanced level, pitched very well there in, in Mississippi, and I expect him to start the season with, with a triple-A Gwinnett. Um, it, you know, he's just a step away. He, he could he could arrive at some point, uh, you know, at, at some point this summer. Alex has even talked about the possibility of, I'm not saying this is definitely Colby, but if you look at the surplus of young arms, there's some guys that will, will uh, be put in the bullpen at some point this year. Uh, Max Free did that last year. And that's kind of how he got his first taste of. That is how he got his first taste of the big leagues. Fished as a reliever throughout throughout August and made a few relief appearances and uh, blended in with a few starts in September. And you know, Freed is a very interesting uh, prospect. You know, he's a he's a little bit older uh, than the other guys. Um, you know, his 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 path was delayed by by Tommy John. I don't think he has. The ceiling of Gohara, uh, who you know, has been likened to CC Sabathia, not only just because they share basically the same frame, but you know, their same approach. Um, you know, with Gohara, you, you have a guy who uh, his average fastball last year, uh, you know, is a small sample size, relatively small sample size, but uh, average fastball ninety five point six miles per hour. That's that's one of the best in, in the league last year for the uh, Statcast numbers. So. Um, as you you look at Freed, he still has that big curveball. Um, you know, I, I think he is more of a you know number three or a back end starter. Um, I think that if you're going to get if you're, if you're going to choose two two of those three that that are definitely going to uh, be at the big league level uh, and possibly be a front line starter, you're looking at Allard or Gohara, and, and and they're two guys that, like I said, Gohara will be in the rotation start of the year. Alec could get there at some point um, this summer, and and moving forward, I think that's that's the one thing Braves fans should be excited about is you know they, they saw the Aaron Blairs and the Matt Whistlers and kept saying, okay, is this what the rebuild's going to be? Is this the pitching prospects you're you're going to uh, show us? Uh, you know, Sean Newcomb has has probably uh, he's going to have to to make some strides this year to to silence some of his critics, but but. You know, guys like, you know, Gohara, Allard, Mike Soroka, I think that they're going to provide a, a glimpse of, of exactly what this rebuild could bring in terms of pitching talent, top pitching talent. All right, so a lot of those guys will have bigger impacts uh, during the uh, the season, obviously, but as the franchise progresses and as uh, they progress. Let's talk about some of these guys who will definitively be in the rotation, specifically the top of this rotation as the season starts. you got Julio Tehran, Mike Boltanevich, and Brandon McCarthy. What can we expect out of these three? Well, I mean, that's the one thing that this rotation lacks is a legitimate front-line starter. You know, Julio, uh, I think I mentioned it last week, that Andrew Simon... Uh, I love, I love him 
everything about Andrew Simon. He's one of our our uh, best evaluators of talent. I, you know, he comes up with some of the best numbers, and he came up with something a couple of weeks ago that, that showed that Julio has been one of the most consistent pitchers um, in the game over the last, I think it was four seasons. And and I get why the numbers led him that way, but that, you know, I think the one thing, if you watch Julio every day, it's, it's the inconsistency that bothers you. Um, you know, I think his ceiling is a number three. Uh, if he can pitch at a number three like he – uh, you know, like a number three, like he has in the past, that's fine. Last year, you know, he was he was more of a back end starter, and just because of the inconsistencies, you, you like you like his determination, his ability to turn things around the last couple of seasons. But you know, I, I think what you're going to see is some of these young pitchers are what the Braves would like to see. Some of these young pitchers surpassing him in terms of you know in, within the rotation and. And I think moving forward, you know, I don't think that they will trade Julio before this season, but at some point during this year, there's a point in time where, where you, you might move him. Uh, as for, you know, Fulton Evich is going to be probably, you know, sit there uh, in that number two role. The, the big thing is he's made 60, 64, 65 career starts. Um, you know, he's really only had one full season at the big league level. It's too early to, to say whether he's a, a starter or a closer, uh, especially with the, you know, where, where the Braves are right now. I mean, they have the luxury to give him another year to start. We've seen him really good. We, we've seen him, you know, endure some pretty rough stretches like he did throughout most of August last year. I, I think that his progress this year, you know, not only will, will significantly influence, you know, what the Braves do over the next few years that follow, but, but it, it will uh, give us an idea of where Fulton Fultonevich's career will go the rest of the way. You know, can you use him as a, you know, as a starter? Is that his best role, or do you move him to the bullpen and become maybe a potential closer? Um, you know, I, I pointed out in the story earlier this week that that's Wade Davis was 64 uh, starts into his career when the, the Rays made the decision to to move him to the pen. Uh, that was a point in time I remember the Braves were they were talking about trading for him in 2011. They were already talking about moving him. To the pen, it, it's an easy decision for some guys. You know that's that's the easy way out. Let's put it that way. You know, you know he can can be successful as a, in the bullpen. You don't know what he can do as a starter, and I, and I think that's the big thing for Mike Fulton Evans this year. He he has to prove that he has the not only the, the physical ability because he he has four above average pitches. Uh, he he has to, to prove he has not only the, the temperament. I think it, it's uh, necessary to, to consistently get into that sixth inning uh, and continue to to work deep into games. Um, with with McCarthy, you know he's a guy they they got to bring in a, provides the rotation of veteran presence that did, didn't have. Uh, you know health was a concern last year, but he was healthy enough to be placed on a Dodgers World Series roster. And if he can give the Braves 140 150 innings this year. Uh, allow them to bridge the cap to the future, protect some of their young arms, the workload. Um, you know, I, I think he will give them the team exactly what they were, they, what they are seeking. Mark, what do you think is the one ch- thing that could change about this rotation before opening day? Well, I mean, the one thing that could change is, is if they would, somebody came calling for Julio with a deal that they they couldn't pass up. I think that that's something that, that they could do. I. You know, we know that at some point within the next year, 
they'll be looking for a frontline starter. You know, you, you don't necessarily want to do that uh, via free agency, uh, you know, just because of the, the cost, especially when you have that depth. But I think moving forward, this, this is a team that that will be looking to you know make a move. They have the talent, the young pitchers to to uh, or, or the prospect pieces in place that, that if a controllable uh, frontline starter comes available, they can make a move for him. I don't know if that'll necessarily happen before the start of the, uh, this season. It could happen at the trade deadline and definitely before the start of next year. But, you know, let, let's at least uh, remember that that is a possibility. If Alex wants to pull the trigger now, he can do that. And, and there, there is definitely a need at some point within the next year. Sure. They do have a little bit of time to be able to play with before, like you mentioned, constructing a playoff caliber roster. So that does bode well for them. I think plays in their favor to be able to test some of these guys out. Like you mentioned, Fultonevich, see if he belongs in that starting rotation or a move to the pen makes the most sense for him. All right, Mark, that's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras Braves Edition. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, so make sure to stay tuned. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you joining us.